Bienvenidos. From Poder Media, this is Poder Podcast. I am your host, Sergio Lagunas. This podcast features powerful stories from artists, influencers, and community leaders. On today's episode, we have Sasha Gomez, a business consultant out of Las Vegas, Nevada, who started out her career as a broadcast journalist and now shares her experience and expertise in communications and helps businesses grow. Welcome, Sasha, to Poder Podcast. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Can you share with us, where does your story begin? Oh, boy. I hope you're sitting down. I would have to say that my story began when I was around 13, 14 years old, um, when uh, I was taken to a group home. Um, essentially, I was uh, uh, ostracized, at least I felt ostracized for my family, and I was placed um, with another family, which then had given me a, that has given me a drive to be who I am today because of that significant event in my life. Um, that anger of being abandoned made me want to, you know what, prove people wrong. But, and fast forward, fast forwarding, I learned that that is not quite always, you know, the great way to do things, but it did work for me. And that could be a shaky start to uh, the beginning of your life. And uh, what I've seen on your post online about how grateful you are for certain things Tell us more about your educational journey and how you got to where you are right now. Quite interesting. I finished undergrad at 30 years old. So I just finished undergrad in 2017. Um, I would have liked to have finished at around 23, 24. I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. And I can honestly say there's still kind of that, you know, uncertainty with my life at this point now at a, as a 33 years old. As soon as I turned 18, I decided I was like, you know, I need to move out of my environment, which is, was in Southern California. And I decided, okay, around 1920, I'm going to relocate to Las Vegas. So that's what I did. I relocated to Las Vegas, Nevada, where my father had moved to. But um, I thought, okay, there is some type of support there in, in the event in the event where something were to happen to me, I would be near my father. I took classes here and there while I worked. I worked part-time. I worked full-time. I took a class here and there online um, in Vegas at the community college. And then I eventually decided I wanted to study abroad. So that's also what I did. I, I studied abroad to Costa Rica, Cuba, and Panama in the fall of 2013. Yeah, yeah, it was really a lot of fun. And after that excursion, I decided I it was time to get back to Southern California, where I finished undergrad at Cal State Northridge University, um, located in the Valley. So I just knew that completing my or earning my bachelor's degree was my ultimate goal. I could honestly say that that was my cherry on top at that you know point in my life. And I never knew exactly what I wanted to study. I didn't know what major I wanted to declare. None of that. I did know communication is very broad, and and which is why I did end up choosing a major in communications. I saw right away that you started a career in broadcasting and 
being a news reporter. And tell us about your first experience in that industry. As soon as I graduated from CSUN, prior to getting involved with broadcasts, I always had that mindset, always having a backup plan. And I have, I almost have like a live in survivor mode, like just in case this doesn't happen, I can fall back on B. And if not, B doesn't happen, I can fall back on C. And so as soon as um, I was completed with undergrad, literally within a week of graduation, um, I packed up my stuff and I went to Mexico where I got my teaching credentials. I taught English as a second language out there. And while I was doing that, I was also applying to um, stations from all over the U.S. I was so determined to land a position with any news station. And I had to because once I got out of Mexico, there was no place where I had to go. So I was like, okay, I have to get this job. So I already had that mindset that I will get a job. I already made up my mind that I'm going to get it. And I think that is something that really has played a huge role in what I'm doing today. Out of the 30 stations that I applied to, I got two offers. One was in the Midwest in Columbia, Missouri. And the other one was up north in Redding, California. And uh, I wanted to stay in California. However, however, but my professors and mentors suggested that I needed to go to Missouri because Columbia was like the Harvard, Yale of journalism schools. And I didn't know that. And I thought, well, okay, if that's the case, then I need to go to the Midwest. <laughs> so, and especially if they have, if it, if it is in fact the Harvard, Yale of journalism programs, then why would they pick me when they have the pick of their litter out there? I decided to jump on that opportunity and get out to Missouri where I started my broadcast career as a, you know, as a news reporter. And, uh, it was tough. My very first six months were absolutely tough. In undergrad, you don't, you're not taught how to go live on camera, you know, and especially for me, because my major was in journalism. My major is communication. So journalism students have that ability to expect the unexpected or expect um, going live. I didn't have any idea what that was going to be like. And for for quite some time, I've always thought I was great at communicating with folks. And when they put me in front of that camera, I was like, oh, no, it's a whole new different ballgame because that that camera is not moving. That camera is not laughing at you. That camera is not shredding its shoulder or nodding its head. So it took about six months for me to get my groove down. Talk about anxiety. After six months, I started to feel a lot more comfortable, but it was very, very stressful time in my life and, and position as a whole, because a lot of times folks would think that news reporters are just nothing but a face on TV, but that is by far not the case. You are researching, editing, writing, social media, uh, producing, you name it. Yeah, you would share a lot of this uh, work online in your social media. And even for me, it was surprising to see, oh, so they're not just getting ready to do live reporting. You also do the background work that has to go with that episode or that newscasting. Fast forward into your current position. How did you decide to become an entrepreneur and start your own business or 
become a business consultant? Great question. Well, as soon as I got done with my time in Missouri, I did end up getting, I ended up moving up a market. I moved up to market 39 uh, with an ABC affiliate. So I ended up coming back to Las Vegas, Nevada um, to be on an on-air correspondence um, here where I'm at now. I, I just knew as soon as I came back to Las Vegas, something just clicked on me that this is not what I wanted to do. And I was so embarrassed and, and that I just, I was almost ashamed because I signed a three-year contract with, you know, uh, the station out here, the local station in Nevada. And I, I was like, well, how am I going to get out of this? What am I going to do? One, one night I just told myself, well, I just have to be honest and hopefully that'll work in, in my favor. So I, I shared with my HR and my general manager that um, it was time for me to depart early on, you know, breaking my contract. And I had apologized and I said that it's time for me to go. And shortly after that, I started to think about what it, what it was that I wanted to do next. But I can tell you right now, even then I didn't know what I wanted to do, but my entire life, I've always been told I'm great at sales. I'm great at talking to folks. And my father owns his own business. So he's always in, engraved in me to own my own business. And I never saw that happening or that being possible. I just kind of went out, went in one ear and out the other. But sure enough, a few months later, I got my business license and uh I opened the doors to Sasha Consulting. So I have my own consulting firm where I offer a lot of services to a lot of businesses. And I'm essentially a one-stop shop for businesses to get the help that they need. How did you narrow it down to business consulting? You could have gone any other way, even newscasting consulting. Why uh, Why that industry itself? Well, I I left newscast broadcast for a reason, so I didn't want to narrow it down to that. Um, I just knew that there was a lot of businesses that didn't did not have structure in their organization. I've worked for a lot of employers where um, they lacked in customer service, um, not enough team building workshop training classes. Just knew where I could fill in the gaps for a lot of businesses. And it's been quite interesting because I'm essentially, I created a business to help businesses. So it's, it's a really, it's a tough, it's a tough one for me, but I just knew based on the many interviews that I've done, the, a lot of folks that I've spoken to, um, things that I've witnessed that a lot of it has to do with, um, communication and the importance of communications. And so if I can fill in the gaps and help folks be better at, you know, what they do, then I'm all for it. Being that communication is your experience, not only that, but your expertise. What is your philosophy behind the power of communication? Well, I've learned that there's a difference between hearing and listening. A lot of the times folks would just, um, they would hear you, but they wouldn't quite listen to you. And it's hearing someone is really anybody can do that. Anybody can hear somebody, 
But when you listen to somebody, you really are blocking out any thought that would come into your mind while this person is talking. That's something that I try to implement and talk to folks about when someone has a need or want, you not only do you have to hear them, you need to listen to them. That's what has always been in my the forefront of my mind that everybody has needs and wants. And it's a matter of just communicating and hearing and listening to folks and what the, and understanding what those wants and needs are. And in terms of your uh, where you work right now, what you do, how does consulting even uh, work? For those that may be interested in doing it themselves or um, those that are looking to hire business consultants, how does it actually work? The reason why, why I tell folks why hire a consultant is like having a third party consultant brings in fresh ideas and it allows for an outside perspective that is not biased by current organizational mindsets um, or, you know, paying to keep staff on board is also not always needed. Um, so essentially we all need that third party to just, that's not, you know, that's not biased and, uh, to help you run your, your business a lot smoother. I've seen consultants come in here and there in different organizations where I've worked and yeah, they come in and to fix a business problem that we ourselves might not even, we might not even see it right in front of us. What are some business problems that you would consider your favorite to tackle on or the most challenging ones? Well, and to address what you mentioned um, about consultants coming in, a lot of businesses, believe it or not, they do know the answer to their problems. It's really just having that person to uh, talk to and and dig for that problem. I, for example, I was working with this gentleman this past week and he said, gosh, I knew that already. I was like, I'm sure you did, you know, because a lot of times we second guess ourselves. We allow fear to step in and we, we get sidetracked and, or we have so much going on that we forget to jot this down. You're like, oh my gosh, I knew that. And so that's where I come in to give a sense of focus help from an outside source maximize the performance throughout your organization. So it'll, it'll help you develop a growth strategy, improve your workforce, um, streamline operations and become more cost efficient. So um, just having um, someone besides the norm in your organization come through and help you is just essential to any, any place. With your personal story and what you strive to do now and help businesses out, where do you find that motivation, that inspiration, or what I call your source of poder? Um, I've always just been this woman that has always wanting wanted to be better. I I have a drive and a hunger to for personal development. I think just wanting to be better is my motivation um, and my future family. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not married. I'm single. I don't have any children, but I do want to create a legacy or uh, be rooted with great values and morals and, and just be that hero that that little girl once wanted when she was growing up. That's powerful. Yeah. And thank you for sharing all those thoughts of yours and what inspires you and for sharing your source of poder. What would you say, uh, what kind of message would you tell other young Latinas or young women that are out there thinking about what they want to do in, in their life? 
What are also some final thoughts that you have for our audience? Um, I would say that you don't have to figure it all out. I'm 33 years old and I still don't have it together. I am, it may seem like I have it all together, but I'm still, I'm, I, it's all trial and error. You know, if you ask questions, you do things, if it's not a fit for you, you back out, you back down, or, um, I would say just that, I just, I never knew what I wanted to do. As a matter of fact, as a broadcaster, I was essentially pushed to be in that industry. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. I just listened to others. I knew I wanted success, but I didn't know what that looked like. So I would say is really, really sitting down and making a list of what makes you happy and work around that. So for example, for me, what makes me happy is never, ever working for anyone ever again. That's my, that's my why. I never want to work for someone ever again. I want to make my own schedule. I want to call the shots. And that's just the way it is. I don't want someone telling me that I can't leave work early because I have a dentist appointment. I just, you know, <laughs> if I need to go, I'm going to go. I want to dig a little deeper into what you talked about and what keeps you motivated. Do you have a mantra or a ritual that you do every morning to start your day off? I mean, you are your own boss. So how does that work for you? Like this morning, I actually woke up at six in the morning um, and I did take a, my dog for a walk. Um, I left my phone at home, which I wouldn't always suggest because, hey, there, if there's an emergency, <laughs> you might need your phone. But I did leave my phone at home and I just I went to the park. I laid down the grass and I just stared up, you know, into the clouds. And I I did breathing techniques like meditating and praying. Um, I'm still learning how to meditate um, a little bit longer than 10 minutes. It's something that it's, I'm not used to. But praying is something that I always is is something that I keep um, doing every day. I guess more folks would say praying and meditating are one, but yeah, I would say that. And I have my dog. My dog is my source of therapy. She's my rock. She's, I, I love her so much. Just taking care of your own mind, body, and soul. If my body needs rest, I'm going to let it rest. <laughs> if my mind needs, uh, peace and quiet, I'm going to give it peace and quiet. If I need a big bag of popcorn, I'm going to have that big bag of popcorn. <laughs> so I just don't, I don't like um, having um, too much structure in my life because I, I mean, it's great to have balance and structure, but I also like to be like that ch childlike soul deep down inside and, and be free. That was perfect. And just because that you, you might have some more golden nuggets in there. Can, can you leave with our audience with your final remarks? Don't be afraid. Do things afraid. In fact, when you, when you do feel afraid, do things afraid. So, for example, when I first started my broadcast career, I was so afraid to be on in front of the camera, Right. A, I knew I had to, to have an income, or I could have just packed my stuff, you know, and went back home. But I did it afraid. 
I did it even though I was shaking. I did it even though I was getting a little bit of acne from stress. I did it even not having a lot of clothes to be on TV. Um, and there was other times where I spoke in public. I didn't, there was a little bit of nervousness when speaking in public, but I did it afraid. So if there's one thing that I can tell folks is to do things afraid. And it's normal to feel fear. Don't let it, you know, control your mind. That was nicely said. Where can people find more information about you and your business? Definitely. You can, you can find a list of my services at www.sashaconsulting.com. You can also find us on social media at Sasha Consulting LLC and or you can go to my personal um, Instagram handle, which is at Sasha Gomez and just how it spells. It's at S-A-S-H-A, last name Gomez, G-O-M-E-Z. And um, I, I stand corrected. My business Instagram handle is at Sasha Consulting, just the way it sounds. So, yeah, um, I'd be happy to answer any questions and be there for folks that want help in the right direction with their career, school, life, whatever it is that they may need or if they, they need a consultant. Thank you so much for being on today's Poder podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Poder Podcast, the podcast con poder. This is Sergio Lagunas. Music is produced by Brian Navarrete. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or on your favorite app. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Poder Podcast.